Microdosing magic mushrooms works for the overwhelming majority of people that try it. But there's still a small handful of people that they try it, it just is not working out as they expected, and they're getting frustrated. If you're in that boat or you're even interested as far as what can be done, what can be changed, stand by because I'm going to talk about that this episode. You're listening to Microdose U Radio on the world's famous KMDU FM Salt Lake City. Watch this. Watch this. Hey there. Welcome to Microdose U. I'm Dr. Dave, and thank you so much for being here. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and trying to educate yourself as to how we can live better lives and without some of the mental health issues that we're going through, such as PTSD and depression and anxiety. Um, so, so thanks for being here. I do my best every single episode to help at least one person. But guess what? I look at how many people are listening to this show, and I think I'm helping a lot more than one. And so before we get into today's episode, I want to thank Hattie99. Hattie99 wrote a beautiful review on the Apple podcast platform for my podcast. And Hattie, I, I really appreciate that. It just, it warms my heart to see that. And I also want to thank anybody else that has gone on there and given me a five-star rating for this podcast. If you feel it's worth it, go in and do that. It, it helps the show. And, and I want to sh- share this with you. I was just thinking this a little while ago. You're listening to this. I'm speaking in my studio, into my microphone. Um, but there are a lot of people that are also listening at the same time. And I'd like to consider all of us one big family. We all help each other out. In other words, if we can really think of ourselves as a family and send energy to all of you that are listening here, I really do believe the energy goes around and does help a lot of people. So as crazy as that might sound, just feel the energy and give some energy out to people all over the world that are hurting or having some type of mental health issue that that want just to feel better every single day. And let's let's send all of them, including you, if you're in that category, send you all energy. And let's just keep the energy going, guys, because I think we've got a really good thing here. So I I do appreciate you listening. Okay, now, to today's topic, um, still some people are having a tough time and the microdosing magic mushrooms is is really not helping their mental health issues as they would want it to. And what I'm hearing most is that it happens with people with anxiety, especially extreme anxiety, and it's just not really, it's not doing it. It's not really touching it. And I believe that it will if you do it right. I, I, I truly believe that microdosing magic mushrooms will help alleviate anxiety because I am my own case study. I had really bad anxiety before I started this, and I was trying my best to mitigate it with Lexapro, which is an SSRI, and of course, as I've said, even a benzodiazepine when I felt really anxious, and it was just horrible, and it was not a way to live, and the magic mushrooms totally got me off of all pharmaceutical medication for mental health. I mean, everything. Um, so I, I'm here. I've been microdosing for a little bit over two years now. I can honestly say that it's changed my life. And if you're struggling with this and you want it to change your life, but it hasn't changed your life yet, I'm going to give you a few suggestions. Now, I want you to take this pretty seriously because I know there's always a way you can have an excuse. Well, no, I'm not going to do that. No, no, I just want to take my magic mushrooms and hope for the best. Well, you know, guys, it doesn't always work that way. You do have to put some work into it. And I want to speak to those of you that are in a situation where you've, your life is just really hectic and you don't 
want to slow down or you don't know how to slow down. And that really can feed into anxiety. And I'm talking about, I mean, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people about this. And, you know, I talk to the people that no matter what, every single morning they're, they're up at, at the gym at 5 a.m. and then they get on with their work and then they come home to their family and their days are packed and, and there's really no time for a break. And, well, I can totally understand why you're anxious if you're in that situation. You need to slow down. You need to slow down your life. And the people that are just working and working and trying to advance and make more money and work more and make more money. Look, I'm all for capitalism. I'm all for making money. We need money to live. We need money to do the things that we want to do and the things that we have to do. But there comes a point where you just don't need to keep making more and more and more and more. Live your life. Relax a little bit. I know when I lived in Maryland before I moved to Salt Lake City, I was running a business and I was very busy and my life was, you know, it, it was a little bit on the hectic side. There was a lot of travel for speaking engagements and I was on planes and living in hotels and it was really rough. And I did not understand at that time the toll that all of this craziness was, was taking on my body. I didn't understand it. I just kept doing it and doing it. Well, it got to the point where by the time my wife and I moved out to Salt Lake City, the anxiety was just off the charts. It was going crazy. And I know that I had to make a change. So I took a sabbatical from my business. And, and since I haven't been back doing anything, I, I just love the sabbatical part of it. And I, I don't really need to be doing that anymore. I don't need that hectic lifestyle anymore. It was just too much for me. So if you're in any type of situation that's even maybe close to that, if you're just working too hard or working all the time or you don't love your work, you've got to make some kind of change. Because as I found out, once I moved here to Utah and I took this sabbatical and my schedule's not nearly as hectic as it used to be, and I've, of course, incorporated microdosing with that as well, I feel totally different every single day than I used to. I, I really do believe, I'm positive, I was in a constant fight or flight state with my autonomic nervous system. My parasympathetic never had time to take over, and that's the relax, relaxation part of the autonomic nervous system. I was always in the, you know, get ready for a fight or, or get ready to run away. You know, that, that's, it's horrible. That will really take a toll on your body. I'm sure it's taken a toll on mine. That's why I'm trying to nurse things back to the way they should be. So I want you to take this very seriously. There's only so much money you need to make before you need to say, look, I, I've, I've got enough. I don't need to be making more and more. Let me just take a step back a little bit. And you don't need to go to the gym every single morning at 5 a.m. I don't, I don't care what anybody says, including your trainer. You don't need to do that. It's too early. It's too much. I'm a lifelong athlete. I go to the gym now. I've got a trainer. But I don't go every morning at 5 a.m. Because I've got, I've got other things I need to do, including relax, including meditate. So please, I know I'm kind of going off on a rant, but I'm, I'm worried about you guys that just are type A, overdoing it, and never want to take a rest. Something I did a few years back that I still remember that I want to share with you. It was actually part of my work, but I, I, I had an idea. And I will tell you, it's probably one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. So I think I was speaking. I had a speaking engagement. Let me think of where I was. Somewhere in, somewhere in New Mexico, I want to say. And then I had another speaking engagement a week later in, I, I think it was in Arkansas. That's from my memory. Um, 
but they're pretty far apart. And ordinarily, I would fly from one to the other or fly home and then go to the other. But I had this idea. I wanted to do what I called a hippie road trip. I was going to rent a car after my first speaking gig was over and then take the next week to drive from New Mexico to Arkansas by myself, totally by myself, no commitments, no schedule. I could do anything I wanted. The only thing I had to do, as far as the schedule goes, I had to be in Arkansas by a, a certain date. I think it was like exactly a week or eight days later. So I had seven to eight days to do this. And I would just start driving. And I remember I stopped off at the Grand Canyon. I did a little bit of a hike, started driving Eastmore, just stopped off in cities along, I guess it was Interstate 40 from what I can remember, a lot of it was the um, Highway 66, that, you know, the famous Highway 66. It was, it was really cool. And I would just pull into a town and I would go to a restaurant by myself and sit down and probably either read or work on my journal. I'd just do whatever I wanted to do. I would drive during the day. Sometimes I would do a live broadcast to some of my followers back then. But it was my time. I could do anything I wanted with nobody telling me or pulling me in any direction. It was great. I called it my hippie road trip. I did one more after that. And I still remember these hippie road trips like they were yesterday. And like, but I remember the calming effect, the therapeutic effect. It was just, when I finished it, it was just, I just felt great. Now, I'm not suggesting this for everybody. Everybody can't just take a week off and drive cross country by themselves. It's not quite that easy, but, but suppose you could do something for a couple nights alone, a couple days and a couple nights. Suppose you could go on a little backpacking trip by yourself or a camping trip by yourself or, or even go to another city and just live in a hotel for a couple days by yourself and, and just think and meditate and relax and eat some good food. Be by yourself. Don't invite people to start hanging out with you. That's, that would defeat the purpose of this. But it, it, did, it did a lot for me therapeutically. It was really great. I, I, would, I would do it again in a second. I, I, and I do some limited hippie road trips from here if I, if I can. Like if I ever go to Las Vegas from Salt Lake City, um, I will get in my car and drive, and it's about six hours. And it's really a lot of fun as opposed to flying. It's a lot of fun to actually be on the ground in a car experiencing the country that you live in. If you live in the U.S. or wherever you live, it doesn't matter where you live, experiencing that country and feeling the earth actually beneath your feet and, and seeing the things that you pass by. It's a tremendous difference and it's a really good feeling. Try it out. Again, it's not the cure-all. It's not going to change your entire life tomorrow if you do this, but it's just one of those things that you can think about doing that will give you some quiet time alone and just take, take the edge off of, of, of your day-to-day -day life if it's too hectic. And you might say, no, my life's not hectic. No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. But, but if you think about it, I bet it is. Because I think most people's lives are too hectic. We became more minimalistic when we moved from Maryland to Salt Lake City. I, I just don't need the fancy stuff, the crazy fancy stuff that, you know, maybe it was in my previous life. And, and some of you strive for, like the, the big house the jewelry, the designer clothes, the kids in private school. There's a price you have to pay for all of that stuff. And it can cost you years off of your life, unfortunately. 
So you have to make the decision. Is it worth it? I've been in both places. I say strongly, no, it's not worth it. I've been there. I've been in both places, both ways. This way, living a simpler, more minimalistic life, there's no comparison how much better it is. Okay, just food for thought. I, I know you want to be there. I know you're on your microdosing journey or considering microdosing journey. But again, like I've said many times, there are other things that you need to think about and do alongside of the microdosing journey. If you don't do the things that I've talked about, the chance of success is just a lot less. That's, that's all. And I, th I think you want to be successful. I think you want to be feeling great every day or, or almost every day. I think that's the direction you want to go. So let's think about this. Let's talk about it more if you want to. But just contemplate and, and, and think and, and meditate on it or whatever you want to do. Pray, anything. Anything's okay. But if you need to make a change, please make the change. Please do it. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know how it goes. I'm Dr. Dave. This is Microdose U. I love you. And class is over. Ding, ding, ding. That's the bell.